Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times can I say it? <laughs> uh, what is happening, people? What is happening? We're just still steady. We're just steady as a rock. Like a rock. <laughs> Remember those commercials? What was that? Coors or like Toyota? Like I can't even do it. I feel like it's like Chevrolet or something. Oh, like a rock. <laughs> That's us now, dude. We're like a rock. Dude, Drum Brigade, I, like a rock. I got to go through all of our episodes and just make like a best of Corey Sings reel. <laughs> there isn't many of them, but I feel like we need a like a, a drum brigade intro reel of just like the oh buddies and the oh yeahs, like just over and over and over and over and over and over again, dude. <laughs> oh man, it's true. there's a lot of those. Uh, hello, friends. How y'all doing? <laughs> it's the Drum Brigade Podcast, episode eighty-one. Yes, sir. I'm Corey Kingston. That is Funky Phil. Yes, at Phil's Castle. What's the hassle? Got drums in the background. Yeah. Um, what's up, Phil? What's up? Nothing, man. Just been another week of hanging at, at home. Dude, what are we, six weeks into this? If we had a broken arm, it would have healed by now. Yeah. It feels six like... Six weeks into this nonsense. Um, that movie Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all Bill Murray. Yeah. What's the song that, that he always wakes up to? Sonny and Cher, I think. I got you, babe, I think. But yeah. it's only that part. <laughs> it's only that part he wakes up to. Oh, my God. That movie. That's such a good movie. That is a good movie, dude. Bill Murray is amazing. Amazing. Just amazing. Um, all right. So we got a jam packed show, man. We got a jam packed show. Um, we're going to try to make it happen. Um, 80, 80, episode 81 drum brigade podcast. Um, to start us off, we got, uh, a, we got two guests this week too, but along the same lines. Okay. I will. For me, are they coming on at the same time? No, no. Oh, okay. Okay, so first coming up in 30 minutes is um, Sahir Hanif, the owner and creator and maker of the drums that I play, Masters of Maple Drums. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't exactly work. You're stealing my bell? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the vessel bell. What the heck happened? <laughs> uh, yeah, so the owner of Masters of Maple is coming on to talk about the trash talk snare that is being released today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, they so have a, they have um, a big picture. Of we're gonna it, talk they? about that. You got you saw a picture of them. Sorry, yeah, they, on their um, Insta page they did one of those like multi-cell pictures, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. that takes up like their their homepage feed. It's, oh yeah, it's pretty man. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same as the one that I have, except the the lugs are gold. There's like two tone plating. It's but it's subtle because I thought they were gonna be like Eric Moore gold, like Austin Powers gold, you know. But no, it's very subtle. Yeah, sleek looking man. Classy. Looks so good. Um, selling for a thousand bucks. If I had a thousand bucks, dude, 
that would be what I'd be buying. And I already have one. I'd be getting that six by five, dude. <laughs> or six, six and a half by 14, I mean. Um, well, anyways, since I'm talking about that, Sahir's coming on. He's going to talk more, but Masters of Maple is doing something really cool, partnering with Music Cares and the Grammy Foundation. So they're doing a limited release of the Trash Talk. It drops today. Um, all proceeds going to COVID-19 relief through the Music Cares Foundation. Um, they're only making 10 of these snares. So five and a half by 14, six and a half by 14. And uh, they're only making five of each. It's a seamless aluminum shell, six lugs, uh, two-tone plating with gold lugs, uh, seamless aluminum. I gave the sizes. Thing looks amazing. If you want to see it, I did a review on it over the weekend, and you can see that on my Instagram page, on the Drum Brigade Instagram page, and on the Drum Brigade YouTube. Great review, by and the way. And probably, thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, in this review, I did this snare review with, whenever we, we review snares, we never really do any muffling or make it sound the way that we want to sound, because that's not really necessarily how everybody wants to hear their snare. So we just keep it raw and real with you people. And so I did it loose. There's some ringing overtones in there. Some people like that. I know I wouldn't necessarily like that. So I'd put like a muffling true tone on there. Um, but yeah. And so I did four different tunings, like really, really low and loose and flabby, just like how Phil likes it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then mid, mid loose and then like mid high and then high and, and uh, this thing sounds great, man. So anyways, um, Masters of Maple, they're coming up. And uh, we're going to talk more about that. Um, so very cool. I know there is some still available. So it dropped today. And he said that yesterday or Saturday, he said that they had only um, pre-sold two. So, um, but it's cool because you're getting really limited edition. Only 10 of these made. And... Um, all the proceeds go to helping out musicians like us. So that's really cool. Uh, if you guys want to go check those out, it's mdrums.com. Um, again, it goes live today. So yeah, that's the fourth. So May 5th, when this comes out, Cinco de Mayo, you can go get yourself a new snare and a new Corona. Woo. Beer, Phil, beer. Yeah. Um, Sahir coming up in a few minutes. Along with Sahir, after Sahir, we have a Masters of Maple artist coming on. A true artist. This dude is on another level of sharpness. The way he dresses is second to none. He's always in his Sunday best. <laughs> um, this dude's like, well, we'll get into what he does, but um, terrific drummer, terrific artist. This dude's really cool. Um, Channing Cook Holmes is coming up. Yes. Channing Cook Holmes. Yeah. Great, great dude. Man, this dude's funky too. Just. I don't know what to say. He's just like laid back and cool. And so anyways, he does, he designed some stuff. He designed a stick bag and he, he's making masks right now. He's like a designer. And, um, I have the stick bag here in the studio, but I did a review on Channing Cook's home, Channing Cook Holmes stick bag, uh, a while ago, years ago when we were in the old studio, but I did this, this review in a full suit and bow tie. <laughs> because that's how Channing Holmes dresses. So I had to pay homage to him. And I, like another subtlety too is my drums are set up in the back like he sets his drums up. No toms, low like inverted cymbals, 
Like I did the whole thing, like trying to be as cool as Channing. So, uh, that's on my YouTube page as well. Um, I forget what it's called. I don't know if it's called the Channing Cook Holmes line bag or something like that, but, and I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, we'll get into that. All right. Anyways, um, drum brigade podcast episode 81. You can get, you can get this podcast on all the platforms that you get your podcasts on. That would be, um, iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, overcast radio public. And of course, drumbrigade.com. You can, um, just download everything from drumbrigade.com if you want. So the whole entire pay or the whole entire, um, episode you can download there. Um, yeah, we also have websites. Um, Drum Brigade right now is concentrating on a few things. One is our podcast, of course, our weekly podcast. Um, we're coming up towards the end of the season, though. We're going to take a little bit of a break. So, um, you know, get them while they're hot, people. Anyways, uh, me and Phil also concentrating on our lesson program. That's our only means of income right now. So, um, And a lot of people, kids are out of school. People are at home. They have more time on their hands. So... We're offering lessons remotely. Um, another video that came out this week from for me, my school, and then Phil has a video out as well. It's all on the website. If you go to the Drum Brigade website and meet the instructors, it's just me and Phil. You can read our bios. You can watch our videos. You can see our pictures, all that stuff. And um, yeah, if you know anyone looking for lessons or anything like that, we are offering them. So just um, let us know. Um, and the brigade is like, I mean, we say it every week, but it's the brotherhood of drums. It's like, you know, we try to offer our mission statement is camaraderie over competition. And we try to do that through everything that we do. So we try to give drummers a voice on our podcast. We try to give drummers an identity through our apparel. And we try to give our students a sense of camaraderie through offering encouraging and fun drum lessons where it's not like um, whiplash, you know? <laughs> We're just cussing you out and stuff. I still That's not what kind of movie. teachers we are. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, it's, uh, I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, man. It's, it's gnarly. <laughs> For Not to sound like a California dude, but it's gnarly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah. So anyways, that's the Drum Brigade. Uh, Revolution. They're our buddies, they're our friends, and they make some really like dope products. Revolution, um, forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. They make the True Tones, drum dampers, Firefly, drum key, um, T-locks, stop your drums from going out of tune, solid brass cymbal fasteners, limited edition butter cake uh, with big fat snare drum, all kinds of things. They got new products always on the in the works. So, um, if you guys want to get some really cool stuff for your drums, that's really affordable. It's not crazy outrageous, but it's like stuff that is really like dope. Visit revodrum.com, R-E-V-O-D-R-U-M.com and use the code drumbrigade15 at checkout. Save yourself 15%. Yes. Okay. Um, all that said, let's get into it. Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade. Yeah. Drum Brigade. Drum Brigade. How can people be more attracted to the Drum Brigade? How can people be more like, ah, I got to be a part of this? Mm. Are you asking <laughs> me? Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know either, but I think we just keep doing what we're doing and like people like, people like it, you know, I think people, more people like it than I thought would like it. So, yeah. Um, I w I want to know from you guys though, like, what do you guys like, man, like, I love this about the drum brigade or I hate this about the drum brigade. I hate how you guys say like all the time. Mm -hmm. Our friend of mine had an idea. Yeah. Um, he was saying something about some program called discord. Have you heard of this? Discord? Yeah. Maybe. I guess it's Sounds like familiar. some kind of online... It's like an app that uh, you can chat while you do stuff. And he was thinking oh. it could be like a thing where we could have like back and forth with people while we're recording. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. Like ways that... I mean, it takes quite a bit of equipment to do like a real radio show. Like yeah. where you have callers and stuff. But I would like to have, um, like, maybe next season we do our show on Facebook Hangouts. There's, like, this new thing that they're doing. And um, the problem is, though, we do it in the day, like, during the day. We If we did it at night, it would be easier, like, after work. Um, I guess for musicians, during the day is the prime time. But a lot of musicians are sleeping when we're, when we're ready to do this show. But anyways, I would love for people to chime in and listen live to this show. And chime in like in the chat or on Twitter or whatever, and just ask questions like at, on the fly. Um, that's something we gotta think about. I'm we're brain we're literally like brainstorming on the air, which is crazy because now people are gonna hold us to this. But <laughs> <laughs> but it would be cool, no? Like if people could listen to this show live instead of listen to us like a day later, you know? Yeah. So. And, and, and like, like, for example, Sahir's coming on right now or in a few minutes. And if people wanted to ask questions right here, right now and be like, yo, how much do they cost? Or, yo, like, what, what do they sound like? Or whatever, we can answer that on the fly and not have to like wait until tomorrow, you know? So anyways, um, so what's happening with you, Funky Phil? The man I had a good week. Did a lot of um, a lot of computer work this week. Actually, I did a lot of video and audio um, production stuff. Yeah, for various people. So I spent, that's cool. I spent a lot of time in my machine, but I also yeah. I made cookies, chocolate chip cookies yesterday. I made <laughs> a loaf of bread specifically for my son Felix because he likes like soft sandwich bread. Oh, I'm making some, growing some uh, lentil sprouts. Yeah. Been doing yard work. Um, Dang. Just dad mode. Yeah, dad mode. You're like you're like Mr. Mom mode though cuz you're like baking, you're taking care of kids, gardening. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wear like little gloves when you're gardening? Um, I mean, I wear gloves that fit my hands. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, not like, like really super little ones. Excessively tiny <laughs> that fit on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picture you wearing like little gardening gloves with like hearts on them that like my mom would wear. Man, <laughs> you know men men can garden too. You know that, right, Corey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but like you're you're planting lentil sprouts. I'm not planting them. <laughs> I'm growing lentil sprouts because I like eating. I like having sprouts on my sandwich. Oh. You know, okay. sprouts. Yeah, 
and uh, it's a lot cheaper to just grow them. And okay, it's, it's well, pretty easy. You know, I agree with you. My, I think it's far fetched for me because my wife does all the gardening. I ain't trying to do that. But when I was younger, we didn't call it gardening; we called it yard work. And like, yeah, I guess we haven't been our. I guess I should rephrase it. We haven't been gardening because our garden beds are all um, out of order right now. But we've been doing a lot of yard work, and uh, yeah, like we stacked up. We have a bunch of garden boxes in our backyard, and we had too many, and they were all kind of not deep enough. So we doubled up everything. Oh, cool! So we have half as many boxes, but they're all twice as deep now. But now we need to film with dirt and stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, around our, we have like a little patio in the back, and my wife tries to grow stuff and always gets eaten. Like, we've had maybe one, like, one bell pepper. It always gets eaten by bugs or snails or something. Dang She's it. like, I don't know how to keep them out. And so, but, anyways, she, she plants a little, a little garden. She's wanted me to build her boxes for a while, and I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. Oh, it's easy. I don't, yeah, I guess. Use redwood but, or a cedar. Yeah, and so there's a little area behind our house that I think we could clean up and make a little cool little garden. And um but yeah, I don't know. I just it's not a lot of work. The problem is, dude, like we I lived I grew up like I grew up in the burbs, right, Phil? And um we had like a piece of property. We had like a half acre. It was like a lot of grass. We had a horse. Like we had like a lot of stuff and I had a lot of chores to do. Like I had a lot, like I had, to, I had to clean the horse pen. I had to like mow the lawn, a half an acre of lawn to mow. And we did not have a ride mower. I had to like push it and weed whack and like pull weeds. And like I had to do that all the time. And, and it was like on Saturday when it was time to do that, I was like, dude, I just want to get this done so I can go ride my bike and play my drums. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. So it was like a big problem. So like my wife, there's nothing more relaxing to my wife than gardening. And I'm like, this is the worst. I get away from me because <laughs> I just don't want to do it. It's just like, it's, I immediately go back to childhood of like, oh, I mean, hate this. I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call yard work like something relaxing and fun. Yeah. I mean, growing, I feel like there's a certain amount of joy you get out of growing plants especially yeah. ones that you're going to eat, you know, like growing like cool veggies or, you know. See, and that's where I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. Like when I was younger, I used to work, like when I was 12 years old, I got my first job and it was, I would only work during, during the summertime and I'd do manual labor for um, like a farming company. It wasn't like cow farms. It was like groves. And so I was working my tail off like in the groves, picking fruit, planting trees. And I loved it, dude. I loved it. Being out in nature, like, I just couldn't get enough. I, I mean, it was really hard work, but I loved it. Didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. But yeah, there was a point where I didn't know, I have talked about this on the show, I think, that I didn't know that I could be a professional drummer. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a farmer. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. And like, <laughs> And like, so I don't know. Uh, I enjoyed that part. And so thinking about that now where it's like, I'm, I'm a bit impatient where I'm like, okay, so we have to grow, we have to plant this. And then like in a month or months from now, we have food, but I need food now. I'm hungry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So 
but I do love the idea of picking, planting something and then picking it. And it's like, I just got free food. You just grew it and there's no pesticides on it. Yeah. I like, I mean, cause obviously you can grow a lot. There's a lot of plants that you can grow that, um, don't produce something that you can eat. There's, they're just more aesthetically pleasing, but I personally really like having, like if you're going to put all the work into growing a plant, I like when it gives me something back tangible, like yeah. that I can put in my body and taste good. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. Being like, being who I am, I mean, I we think, play drums. I think you just got to pick the right things to grow. Like some things yeah. take forever to bear fruit and then they don't really produce that much anyway. And then some things grow really quick and then keep producing more like certain herbs and stuff and like uh, greens. Yeah. You know, they'll just keep, they'll grow like crazy and you can just take it a little bit as you need it. Yeah. I definitely love that. The the idea of like picking something from a tree, like when I picked like a, we, like we'll go on a walk and one of our neighbors has a lime tree and it's like hanging over the fence. So we just like, I don't know if it's stealing, but we just grab some limes. My wife's like, no, he's cool with it. I've done it before. Dude, I want a lime but tree. I get an energy. You get, ener- you get like an energy from that. Like when I hold a piece of fruit, it just gives me, my body loves it, you know? And like, I've been like that since I was little. And so since I was a kid. So anyways, if I grew it myself, there's like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, maybe I should try it. Maybe I should just try it. But I mean, the, the, being the people that we are, like both of us are vegetarian. We both play drums that are made out of wood. It's like a natural thing. And like, I love being in nature and walking and going on hikes and seeing things like I'll trip out on like a beautiful flower or a tree or something and have to take a picture of it. And like, that makes me appreciative. Like you look around and you're like grateful, you know? Yeah. And so, um, I think maybe growing a garden is something I need to do, Phil. Let me just, uh, maybe I'll just grow a new drum set. Just grow a couple, I'll plant couple, it now. A couple of plants you like. Do you, oh, you <laughs> yeah, do maybe hot I should own a plant. Hot peppers. Ooh. See, I don't like those. My aunt had those and we'd pick them like, oh, those are cool, like peppers. We didn't know you can eat them. And then because they smelled spicy, our eyes would start watering. Then you rub your eyes. Oh. And then guess what? You're like, your eyes are on fire, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> or you go to the bathroom and you touch it and then it's on fire, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, maybe not. No peppers. peppers. Tomatoes. Tomatoes are easy. Yeah. I think my wife already grows tomatoes. All right. I'm going to try it. I'm going to have like one plant that's just mine. Yeah. What, what's your one plant going to be? An avocado tree. Ooh, it's got, hard to plant. I know it's hard to grow. I need to go on an avocado harvest today. Um, you know, the other thing is, I don't like bugs, Phil. Mm-hmm. I don't like bugs. Me neither. And so when you're p- picking things, there's always bugs. I'm afraid of those dudes, those things. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> um, all right. So for me, it was the same. A lot of video production stuff this week. I launched two videos, as I mentioned. Yeah. School video. And um, there was not something on my lip this time. <laughs> Dude, so many people were like, cool video, man. What's that on your lip? I'm like, why did I say that on the show, dude? Um, you know, and uh, 
Then I did this Masters of Maple one. I still have to do this mono one, man. This this one's more involved than I thought. The backpack? I started the backpack one. I started writing the script for it, and it was like, man, this is going to be some work. This is going to be a long video. Um, Yeah, I would like some more stuff to review because I haven't been doing any... um any uh day in a life videos i feel like i need to do a monday day in a life but it's it's kind of boring i'm just here at the studio all day um and so things are shifting gears to um we're doing more with our lesson production phil yes we're going to be moving forward with that me you and another dude yes sir um you know no solid announcements yet but we're just moving forward with more video or more lesson stuff. And then um, I'm moving forward with Shuffle and Bang, my band. So we are like really close. We're just waiting on album artwork. But all the songs are licensed. All the songs are mixed and mastered. Um, album artwork is done. Yes. It's just, uh, we're just refining. Like he's just um, so dope, dude. This dude that we hired to do it, it's not cheap. But he's the dude that I used to play in the Agro Lights with him original agro lights bass player he works full-time for tim armstrong um from the from rancid and he's like his cartoonist um oh man he does he did a bunch of like artwork for um like rancid albums and in in um uh interrupters albums and all this stuff so anyways he's doing our album cover it looks like a you people are gonna love it or hate it the people who are record collectors are going to be like, dang, that's dope. And the people that aren't are going to be like, what the heck? Why did you go with that picture? Yeah. What it looks like a straight up 60s jazz record. Straight up. Straight up. Or like a 60s Boogaloo record or something, like Latin jazz record or something. Like, there's you can't tell what era it's from. You can't tell, like, it, it's just, it is what it is. I don't want to hype it up because, like, my mom and my wife hate it. And my dad, I can tell, is like, really? And really? I'm like, that's it. That's the one. Um, and so... I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to get my green vinyl copy. Yeah. It might not be green now. It might be like caramel color or something. I don't care. I just want, <laughs> I just want a vinyl. Yeah. We're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So it's, that's just going to take a while. But... Um, and then we decided to release it ourselves. So we decided to do it on our own label. It's like a faux label, though. It's not like we have a record label. We could, but at least that option is there. So we decided to go on. He was like, basically, when I met with this dude, I was like, man, I wasn't sure if you'd be into doing it, but this is what we were going to go with. And it was just like our crazy whack logo. It was all digital looking. And I'm like, we're just going to kind of try to make it look vintage. But he's like, don't do that. Don't do that. He's like, no, I have some ideas. And we just went a completely different direction. And he's like, it should be as much of a vintage record as like the sound you guys are going for. So he's like, it should be like, you. it shouldn't be like, this is a ska record, you know, or whatever. He's like, this should be like, you don't know what it is when you pick it up. He's like, it shouldn't be all your band members because no matter what, those guys are cool, but they're not going to look as cool as you and your dad. It's true. That's, that's the story, you know? <laughs> and I was like, all right. Like, I'm not really that type to be like, yeah, well, we're cool. So we're going to be on the cover. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not how I roll. But, um, so we hired a dude to do the photography. He's like, this is definitely going to work. And he put together it. And then he's like, the record label is going to be, um, 
what what should the record label be called? And I was like, well, we almost, my dad wanted to call the band the Jet Setters. And I was like, that's not a good name. <laughs> Maybe it's a good name, but I, it wasn't really, I mean, I guess it would work. I guess it would work. It's not bad. Um, but I, was, I wasn't like trying to shoot it down right away. I was kind of like, uh, the Jet Setters kind of sounds like, I don't know. It's a little bit too corny. I mean, maybe Shuffle and Bang is corny too. But So anyways, we called our label Jet Setter. And um, he made a logo for that. He made a, like, a logo, or he's working on a logo for the band. Um, all kinds of stuff, man. It's good. Good stuff. Nice. It's coming. It's coming at you like real soon here. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited too, man. I just want to release it. So I have to do a video for like, for that, like, Hey, what's up guys. And like tell tell everybody like what's, what's going on, you know, but me and pops are going to do like a listening party, um, like via zoom or Facebook or something where, um, all of our, our Indiegogo people can come in and listen to the album when we release it so they can like um, get the downloadable version. And then we'll the, um, whatever the other version, like the, the physical copies will be being shipped to us, but only our Indiegogo people are going to be able to get the full album, um, there for right now until we release it. Like, so I think we're going to release like, two song or four song EPs at a time, but the Indiegogo people will get everything. That's me. Yeah. You did it, Phil. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's going to be good stuff. I hope this album, like, I feel like people are going to get the wrong impression. Like we're trying to hype this album too much and it's not really the case. Like the case is we've, we've got, um, we've had some hurdles. Like we ran out of money. Like we didn't get, if we got all the money that we were supposed to get through Indiegogo, we would have had this thing out right away. You know, we didn't get the money. We only had 10% of what we were asking for to complete this album. So that got us as far as like some, some logo work and like stuff like that and getting us in the studio to record. And that's it. Um, so anyways, and then we were like relying on some other people that were wanted to help us out and like best basically be like, um, like a label kind of, they wanted to fund the album and that didn't happen. And so that fell through. So finally my dad was like, look, we're just going to try to fund it ourselves. Then my dad hit a bunch of like, we had hit a bunch of problems with my dad's health and he wasn't able to like, we had to go in the studio four times to record his vocals because he was just like in and out of the hospital and like not, not doing well. And so that set us back. And then we were like, okay, we got momentum going. And then this stupid COVID thing happened. So, so it's like, we're not trying to overly hype this band and we haven't tried to leave everybody hanging. We have been continuously working towards this and like, no one wants this album to come out more than my dad. My dad wants this thing out so stinking bad. He wants some album. He want, he's wanted to do an album with me or my brother for years and years since we were kids. And finally we're doing it. And so like, dude, you guys don't even know, like every week, every other day, my dad's like, Hey man, how you doing? Hey, have you heard from any of the guys? I'm like, what do you mean? Everybody's on lockdown. Like, what do you mean? You know, he's like, no, man, I'm just seeing, you know, anything on the album. I'm like, dad, we're working on it. You know, I'm, I got other stuff too, drum brigade. And 
I'm, you know, trying to make a living and whatever. So, yeah, but if this all goes back to normal, man, and my dad's health can stay steady, then like I want to, I want to work for Drum Brigade and then play gigs with Shuffle and Bang and T Gross. And I don't want to do schmucky metal band gigs. I feel you. I mean, I don't want to do casinos. I don't want to do any of that. I'll do it. I'll do it if like, hey, if the if it's right, you know, I'll do it. But if I'm making a living, I this is the thing, man. This whole COVID thing, man. Like, not to get on a tangent with that again, but I've settled into this. I haven't settled into not making money, but I really like the schedule of having a little bit more freedom. I've been really busy, but I, I like having the freedom to like go on a walk with my wife in the evening and not have to rush away to my stinking gig, dude. I was rushing out the door when my wife was walking in the door from work, you know, to go to my gig. And this was like six days a week. I don't, I don't want to have to hustle that hard. Yeah. So I feel like if anything, this has made a lot of people really like everybody's getting aggro and wanting to like agitated and wanting to get out and get their life back. I want that too, but I just want to make some money. But I'm also like, this has put things into perspective where I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, I kind of want, I like this, my schedule relaxed a little bit, you know? I do. I completely feel you. I, I've, I'm feeling the same thing. Like I don't, I don't particularly want to go back to doing me either. Um, me either. Cover band work. I'd let, I think it'd be great to like if I <clears throat> if I could, you know, shift gears hard enough and get enough students and you know audio production and video work. Um, I'd rather do a lot of that and then just play play the gigs I really want to play. Yeah, same here. Um, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm like the same exact way where I'm just like, man, how do I, how do we not miss the boat on this where everybody's still, all the kids are out of school and, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if people are going to be like, you know, we like the idea of, of taking lessons from you online versus in person. I mean, I love my setup here. Like I love, this is like my second, sometimes this is more my home than my home. I just don't sleep here or shower here, but like. I spend a lot of time here um, at the studio, I mean, and um, I, I like using the tools that I have, you know, like I was telling my wife that before all this hit, I had all this equipment and I know I needed it, but like, I didn't really use a lot of it. Like I didn't use all my cameras and the camera gear and the lighting and the backdrops and, you know, all that stuff. I had it and it was all part of my like, what I envisioned the studio to look like the light up drums and all that stuff. But I would always just use my drums every week and the same cymbal setup. And sometimes I would use like a microphone setup, like to, you know, run mics on my drums. But most of the time that was already, they already have that, you know, at the venue. And so to have all my stuff here and use it like almost every day, for what we, what I, I've wanted to do video production stuff and wanted to do like online lessons and remote lessons and stuff like that for years. And so if I can transition that to like, I was telling one of my buddies, um, I had a long conversation with dub robot dude. And that, that dude is like one of my favorite people in the world. He's like one of the smartest guys I know. And, um, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I was telling him the same thing that I've said many times that um, another one of our friend, friend of the show, um, uh, uh, 
Sergio was telling me that like when I was teaching at another place, he was like, dude, every time you're teaching at another place, you're cheating on drum brigade. If drum brigade was your girlfriend, you're cheating or your wife, you're cheating on your wife every week. And he's like, so you got to stop doing that. He's like, that's not acceptable. If you were going out on your wife, what would happen? I'm like, I wouldn't be married anymore. And he's like, okay, so eventually you're not going to have a business anymore if you keep cheating on it with other people. And so I was feeling that, but I was making money when we were like the old way we were doing things, you know, but now it's like, dude, okay. Yeah. Like the cover band thing isn't really what I'm here. That's not why I play drums. I've said that so many times. Yeah. I'd be fine with, uh, never playing uptown funk again. Jeez, dude. I'd be fine with never hearing uptown funk again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. Do, 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 do. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's get, um, Sahir on the line and let's, um, let's start this party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Why are you laughing fool? (laughs) I really need a drink right now. This is amazing. (laughs) Because <laughs> you guys played the intro beat, and you guys were so into like, mm, oh. <laughs> yeah, dude, we, that's, that's the only like beats smelling, we get. That's like smelling your own fart and just be like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Wait, you don't do that? <laughs> oh, man, that voice you hear is a lovely man, this guy. Lovely man. Just look at that. Just that, that yeah. facial hair. Just... Yeah. Gosh, man, this quarantine sucks, man, because I want to give you a big hug so bad. I know, dude. I would accept <laughs> this hug, and I would reciprocate for sure. Yes. Um, owner and creator of Masters of Maple Drums, uh, launching a snare drum drop today. Um, yeah, that voice you hear is the one, the only, Sahir Hanif. Oh, boy. Yeah. What's hey, up, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Heck, yeah. Of course. Anytime. What's up, Funky Phil? You still alive in this whole thing? Yeah, staying out of prison, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't gonna bring up your past. <laughs> Dude, last time we had you on the show, we weren't yeah. recording yet, and you're like, "What's up, Funky Phil? You out of prison or something?" <laughs> you know, that sounds just about right. Actually, the whole that sounds very uh, specific to what I would say. But uh, yeah, man, everything's good. I, it's weird, man. I feel like. Uh, I kind of want to. I, I want to call you up and hang out. Like every time yeah. we talked this week, Corey, I was just kind of like, or last week, I was like, "Hey, you want to grab a beer?" Or something? I know, dude. Like, I know. Hey, do you want to uh, sit on our lawns ten feet apart from each other and <laughs> stare at each other? So you know, dude, I would do that. I, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been up to LA in a while, man. Like I was thinking about today, I haven't been up to LA in like at least three months, which is weird. It's yeah. I had a friend the other day told me that. He hadn't driven a car in like sixty days. Oh wow! <laughs> kind of like what? It's the wildest yeah. thing ever. It's so weird, man. I I was feeling that, man. I I I fill up like every like three days or so, like twice a week okay. at least. But you have a Vespa, man. You're <laughs> a whole different. Thing. <laughs> Bill, did you know your boy, Bill, did you know your boy Corey is a member of a Vespa gang? <laughs> Yes, no, I'm not a, a mm-hmm. Vespa scooter gang. Yeah, <laughs> I see them cruising around sometimes. The yuppies of America, dude. That's what our school. That's what our scooter club is called. Not even, dude. 
Anyways, I haven't filled up my car. I filled up my car for the first time in like six weeks probably now. Oh, my God. Last week, all I do is come to the studio, and that's it, and go to the store. That's all I do. So it's crazy. It's not too bad. You know, it's good. (laughs) But it's very weird, man. It's uh, the strange times, I guess. You know, I I think uh, it's pretty bizarre because it's it's only – I mean, if you think about it, it's only been two months. But, like, people were falling apart week two. It's like, where are all my friends? I can't go to a bar. I'm one of them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like bust their escape and, like, go on a plane somewhere. But it is – it's weird, man. It's very strange right now. Totally. Um, Well, going along with that, you guys, um, Masters of Maple, dropped um, a limited edition Trash Talk Snare today. Yeah, it's out Um, today. And uh, I'm super excited about it, man. It's cool. Um, We did – Originally, we did 50. We It's a 5 by 14 and a 6.5 by 14. Same thing, you know, like aluminum six-lugger. But uh, we we didn't want to – we were just going to kill them. It was like 2018 Black Friday. is like as soon as they were gone, they were gone. And then all of a sudden, all this happened. And we were planning on maybe doing a small batch just for the artists because, you know, Corey, you're one of the few on the roster that has yeah. one. Everybody yeah. was mad about it, so – I was like, all right, cool. We can make like a small run just for some of the guys. And then this happened. And then, so we ended up partnering with uh, Music Cares and the Recording Academy and the Grammy Foundation to do a limited run. So we're doing 10 pieces. So five of the five by 14s and five of the six and a half by 14s. And all the proceeds go to their like COVID-19 relief fund that people can still apply for. Um, so yeah, it's cool, man. We're, we're really happy to do it. The response has been really good. And, you know, it's not going to, save the world obviously yeah. but yeah it's just a little something we can do and i just i hope it kind of sparks some other people to get involved and try and see what you can do and it's not necessarily a money thing you know there's a lot of different ways to get involved whether it be just helping or volunteering or you know you know driving supplies whatever i mean i encourage everybody to uh, get out there and do something you know yeah i think it's a really cool thing because it's not just like i think you guys are one of these companies that you know we're not i don't i don't know if you're like a fortune 500 rich company where you're just like here just take the money <laughs> well i mean we are that's yeah, real yeah. You know, like listen, <laughs> the amount of wealth like i don't think people will be able to see this like i'm sitting in a gold room right now it is out of control i mean you know i can't show it to the public but like i mean Corey and phil can attest that there's just money everywhere everywhere (laughs) like i mean you know whoever said look i think it was uh thomas jefferson who said if if thy want to be thy richest self maketh drums and that was it (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) that's a fact that's those are facts straight up that might be the title of the show And I said it exactly like he told me to. You know? So yeah, we were drinking free wine. It was dope. It was <laughs> I mean, here's a lesson, kids. There's a lot of drum brigade kids out there. If you want to get rich, straight up and famous, just play drums. Everything will be fine. That's it. Yeah. Look at me. I don't know how it's going to work. You may not be able to pay your rent for a couple of years, but yeah. honestly, What's you have parents there? for that. You have parents for that, dude. It's all good. Yeah. Well, anyways, you guys, you guys, you know, you didn't just like go, here's the money and like, that's it. I mean, it could have easily been done like that, but the fact that you're offering something of value, like 
is cool because these um these drums first of all are, are great they're cool i have one um and um but you're doing like a really limited edition so that like somebody who buys something can basically what i'm saying is like if you're like hey babe i want to get this this snare and she's like no we don't have the money but then you're like no i'm do- i'm donating toward music cares then she's like oh okay it's cool that's it. But it is, I know. <laughs> that <laughs> was the, a... uh, that's the old Trojan horse right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you made the way for us to like justify getting this snare. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, helping it, us out. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely cool. I mean, I think you're right. It, it's really easy to donate money, and like very well could have done that, which is fine. And you know, aside from this, I've done whatever I could, but this just kind of felt like the right thing to do and kind of fun. And yeah, these times are weird too, you know. So people are inclined to donate, but this is kind of a bonus to where, you know, some guys that were after these drums, like can actually get one now, which is cool. So yeah, it is super limited. I mean, 10 pieces is, you know, pretty low as far as the offerings go, but you know, it was, we had just enough uh, material to do those and we just rolled with it, man. So it's great. So it's super exciting. Yeah. You don't have to wait months for them either. Like they're, they're going to be shipping, I think at the end of the week. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, man, I'm telling you, if things were different, I would definitely be buying one of those six and a half by 14s. Yeah. Well, you, know, you have a lot of money coming in right now. So yeah. I mean, you know, you guys gigging a bunch or what? Totally. Every yeah. day. Nonstop. <laughs> Super cool. Dude. The... For people that don't know, they must be like, this guy is absolutely crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's a lot of sarcasm. Too, but, and I did not know Thomas Jefferson for the record. I was more of a, you know, Benjamin Franklin kind of guy, but yeah, yeah. So cool. <laughs> historical swag, you know? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. You, I, people can't see it, but I, I, I know in your office you have one of those British um, red jacket wigs, the powdered wigs. Yeah, that you you just wear, you just wear it. Yeah. That's why I buzz my head. It sits a lot better, you know. So uh, a lot. <laughs> the money I would forget the trash talk snare. The money I would give to see you in one of those wigs. Oh, you know what? Some days, man, you just never know. I might pop up in one. I, feel like it. I was actually thinking about it because, you know, I, I was losing my hair a little bit. So then I was just kind of like, if I was going to buzz it, that'd be tight. Or I was just going to start wearing toupees, but like in hairstyles I've never had. It's just like full on greasy pop. And when people are like, Hey, dude, uh, what's going on with that? But I wouldn't acknowledge it whatsoever. Yes. Like, I would just, yes. like, if you were like, hey, man, uh, did you get, did you grow dreadlocks that went down to the left side? And I would have been like, hey, do uh, you want to go get lunch right now? It's just not even, just never enough. Making people so awkward. They know it's fake. Yeah. But-, no, but I would just ignore it so much that you would start. Like to be like, oh yeah, not, that was his hair the whole time. <laughs> yes, mass trickery is what I call it. Oh, I, that needs to happen. That yeah. needs to happen. This whole thing, man. Hey, speaking <laughs> of uh, dope swag, <laughs> good segue. Uh, where's uh, Where's Channing Holmes? He's on this one today, right? Yeah, he's coming up in Ooh. nine minutes. He's coming up in nine yeah. minutes. That is uh, that is Sharp. a wild boy right there. Sharpest I mean, man in the business. It's it's true. I. Here's a, a real story about Channing Holmes. One time we're on the tour bus, that dude rolled out of his bus. Like, I mean, you know, people that have been on tour know what the bus is like. 
I look like a mess. Like everybody was just like, oh, you know, like you wake up and it looks like a vortex is terrible. And you're like trying to brush your teeth and all that stuff. See Holmes rolled out of the bunk, fully dressed in a, like almost a suit. <laughs> we just like, what? what just happened? Like I had never, never seen anything like it. Yeah. That guy looks good in airports. He looks good doing like normal stuff. Like yeah. that guy will do manual labor and look sharp. Like I don't even get it. Like there's no, <laughs> I asked his wife one time straight up. I said, Hey, riddle me this lady. What's he like at home? Is this dude just a mess wearing sweatpants? Is that she said? No, that's him all the time, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> like the wildest thing I've ever heard of. I can't even understand what happened, dude. The promo, the promo pictures that we did years ago, the Stay oh, yeah. Sharp promo that you did, and he he found like a fur on the couch or something. <laughs> it was Matt Champagne's couch. He had this like little furry like accent piece, and this dude puts it on, and it looked like I think he said he was like, "Hey, this is gonna look like coming to America," and it did. It looked like he was wearing like a white snow leopard on his shoulder. Like I even saw the pictures. I was like, Who, "What happened? Like, what? Where did that go from?" He's like, Matt was like, "Oh yeah, he just saw my thing, just threw it on." I was like, "This guy is dude. insane." But never it totally worked. It totally yeah. worked. I've never met anybody like him. He's the funniest, yeah. craziest dude I've ever met. And Killer Drummer, of course, and just uh, crazy, you know, tap dancer, like extraordinaire, yeah. too, man. Did you know he was in Gangs of New York? What? Yeah, he's in the movie. He's one of the guys, he's one of the, he's one of the dancers. Like, there's like a tap dancing scene or something, but like, your boy's in it, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. It's like the most bizarre. I was like, okay, dude, I can't. I don't even mess with this guy. Dude, you know? it's it's hard to like, I can't even like we, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I don't even know what direction to go because he does so many things and he does it dope. Yeah. Like he's a designer. He's a, like, he's a great drummer. He's a dancer. He's an entertainer. He's like, you and he'll just say, post stuff. It's like, it yeah, just man. stops the show. And and so I'm like, dude, where do you even start? Like, where do you even start? Yeah, I mean, he's wild, man. But that, that's what makes him so unique, man. He's got such a cool, like, got such a cool style with everything he does. And he's so, like, uh, he's a true artist, man. He really is, you know. All you guys are, you know. But Channing is definitely, uh, he's just, he does so many different things. Yeah, it really is kind of hard to keep track of sometimes. You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know, wish I there, doing, you know, sorry, I ahead. wish there was somebody that could, like, like he needs like a personal manager or something, or an agent, yeah, that's or me. Something. Why do you think he's on the show today? What? Yeah, <laughs> okay, because <laughs> he's willing like, you by the minute, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got so many, um different things like so many different irons in the fire like yeah. but it's like um you know I, I it's like you watch he'll just post something and it'll just it'll just be like slow motion he's not even in it it's like slow motion of his like his flower bass drum or like his stick bag it's just slow motion and it just says channing c or c holmes funky six since 78 and then it, it's just like fades in. It's just like some like smooth like hip hop like like chill beats, slow motion over the like the the bass drum, and it's just C Holmes funky since '78. That's it, dude. And I'm yeah, like, dude. what is this even a commercial for? It's like it's just it's the best part. It's the best part, man. That he's 
He's great. He's such an incredible dude and really just a great guy, man. He's yeah. so much fun to hang out with. I found the picture. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, I, it's, sometimes I'm just tripping out. Like, this is the dopest ad, but I don't even know what it's an ad for. And it's just like, or it's just like, it's just like him posing. Like, or it's like, it's like him leaning up against the wall and it's like slow motion of his feet. And he's like the dopest, like, like brogues on like shoe, like d- dress shoes, no socks, just ultimate swag. And it's just C Holmes funky since 78. Dude, he's just like promoting his own self and it is the best commercial ever. And I'm like, how are people, people need to see this. Yeah. It's great. It's oh, great, dude. He's he's one of a kind, man. CEOs, man. If you know, you know. That's the best yeah, part. You know? That's he, it. He's got his thing going on, man. That's great. But I'm glad you have him on, man. It's it's cool. I think it's uh, been a long time coming. You know. Yeah, we have a lot in common, man. Like we like I was I was you know I, for lack of better terms, like I didn't I didn't really know him before we started this that whole stay sharp campaign a long time ago. Yeah, um, and so I kind of got to know him at Nam. And he was like immediately cool. And then it was like, oh, well, like I've been funky since 78 too. I was born in 78. And like, <laughs> like, and so we like, we kind of have a lot in common, like where we play in similar groups. We play, we work for like some of the same, um, like, like ty- we, we work for like a, um, I don't, I don't know if, what to call it, but we work for like um, a similar, like corporate band the, under the yep. same like umbrella. And I didn't know that. And so I was like, dude, you work for them too? And he's like, yeah, man. I'm like, dang. All right. Yeah, and then dude. like, he, he has a gentleman takeover thing. Um, and we'll, we'll probably talk about that too when he gets on. But, um, yeah. And like, I do a similar thing with, um, James East, Nathan East brother. And, and it was with Marcel at the time when it was hey, like, Corey, the same can thing. you get the, uh, can you get the dustpan? I think you dropped the name. You gotta... <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying, well, James <laughs> is one of my good friends, man. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. I mean, hey, hey, Phil, do you ever get bummed out when Corey brags about his famous friends? <laughs> <laughs> famous friends. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> It's just musicians, dude. There's no, I don't know any uh, famous friends. Yeah. You're the famous one, dude. Yeah, I am. And remember that. That's why I don't come on the show all the time. Okay? <laughs> the point to this. I got to go meet Drake in an hour to go grab the album. <laughs> you think is but the thing is, you you say this and you think that he's joking, but he very well might be meeting Drake for a salad later. Thank That's the thing with stuff here. And that's the best part. And I'll never tell you because I need to keep you terrified of who I am. Dude, one time I asked out here, who, I go, who's the most baller person you have in your phone? I'm not going to tell you who he had in his phone, but straight A level, like yeah, celebrity. He showed Bill me Clinton, and I was like, you're joking. Bill Clinton. Yes. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> I was like, for real, that's really his number. And he's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like no big deal. <laughs> like shut up fool. There are times though, like even now where I still am just like, anytime you get a big dog's phone number, like there was one in particular and you'll know this soon, Corey, who it is, is when we <laughs> dropped the other one. But I looked at him and I was like, Chris Farley on SNL, like the Beatles interview. Like, Hey, remember being in the Beatles? That was cool. <laughs> I looked at the dude, he gave me his number and I was like, Man, you have a phone number? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I just thought like you would probably have like an extra digit or something. I always had this thing like if you were like a billionaire or like really famous, you had an 
like an eight-digit yeah. phone number, you know, like something. <laughs> yeah, you're like, just dial one. I'm yeah. number one. Yeah, yeah. 27. <laughs> the yeah. And, and it was like, there was a celebrity phone book or something, but it was really not, I guess, you know, which kind of bummed me out. I was hoping for like a weird, like, or hit the star key at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, boopie. hey, what's up? Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, dude. That's good, man. That's funny. <laughs> so what's happening with the drum brigade, man? What's going on? Oh uh, man, you know, it is still happening, but it's of course it is. We're just doing big things out here, you know, we're just doing big things. Was that are you guys doing like <laughs> you guys are doing lessons and all that good stuff, yeah. right? Remotely? Right now it's just dude, lots of video production stuff and and like not in a on a major scale, just as like janky as we can do it. But well, um Yeah, you know. I think that's the name of the game right now, man. It's it's hard to like actually, even if you want to get, you know, some stuff going, it's like getting people together is really tough right now and probably shouldn't, I guess. So it's, yeah. uh, it's weird times, man. It's crazy. Yeah. We're, um, you know, we're the thing, the good thing is we're getting better at it. Like we're are compared to like, like my Dana life videos, you know, even uh, like a year ago are so different than they are now. And, yeah. um, there's kind of more of a format now and and then like product reviews are a lot better now and and stuff like that to where they're not i don't think they're perfect i think there's i still see like flaws and things that we could do better and i want to be more creative with like different ways to do it rather than just like so regimented sure yeah. but it's coming together and um you know and so we're just we're just concentrating on all the stuff that we're doing, dude, podcast wait, apparel. You're, you're saying you don't want to make the same drum video every time. No. <laughs> okay. Just I don't want to make <laughs> I, like, the thing is I don't want to make drum videos that everybody else makes. So like, first sure. of all, we don't film on our cell phones and it's all like wobbly and like the dad, the dad angle where the camera is pointed like, yes, yes. And uh, looking down at it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And it's a double chin uh, thing. Uh, like, yeah. yeah. Hey guys! Yeah, yeah. People yes. aren't going to be able to see this, but just like straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what we don't want to do. Everybody so. at Dan Show. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Good. We want to. We want to have slightly better production than that, and we want to. We want to be able to do stuff that's good enough that the companies that we're doing them for want to share them or want to. Of course, yeah. Them. yeah so like good. if we're si filming on a GoPro or on our camera, on our cell phone, you could get yeah. good, good camera stuff on your cell phone, but, um, yeah, but I mean, you guys have like some pretty, uh, it's pretty legit gear, man. That's great. Yeah. So it's coming together. It's getting better. We just, um, we just want to keep, I just want to keep doing it, man. I want to keep doing reviews and stuff for companies and, um, hopefully that be part of our, my income. So I don't have to play Dumbo gigs anymore. I can choose the gigs <laughs> I want to play. You yeah. Know? That's okay. Now <clears throat> the fun, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Can I, you, can I ask you a weird question? What's the dumbest gig you've had to do? Hmm. That, the, like, where do you want me to start? the wackiest game like one that sticks out like three-year-old's birthday party or something like that no i've had to do some dumb like rich people's weddings Mm -hmm. Um, one of the dumbest gigs it's I found. Like, finger foods, like nah, you know, like they're weird. This. They're weird with the bands and stuff. They're weird. Like one of the dumbest ones <laughs> so, like, I had to do was like, kind of huh? 
like service entrance kind of thing or what? Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) as soon as you're done, you're off the stage and we want you like in the, like the kitchen with like the, the cooks and stuff where you can't be seen. And, um, I think one of the ones that stands out any, like a lot of bar gigs are terrible where they're like, but you like, they don't want to pay, but they're like, but you're playing here at this bar and it's in downtown San Diego. And you're like, I don't care. Um, a few years ago I had to play like some, I didn't know what they were until I got there, but it was like a Mitt Romney Republican freaking um, fundraiser. And like yeah, a so couple where he was your, there. Yeah. In line with your core values for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I probably wouldn't have played that gig just because I don't like getting political and being a part of any of that. And, um, and so, but the people that were there were like, we're just so grateful to see young people like yourselves of color here. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy. Uh, okay. Can I just, I, I'm going to steal your thunder for two seconds. There was, I got a letter from a, say, a government agency, you know, kind of thing. May have been from the city, may have been from the county, whatever. Like, I got called to do this survey about like, you know, young business owners, blah, blah. And so we get on this call and there's probably like 40, 50 people, like kind of cool, I guess. And talking about like, what would you like to see change in the region for business owners and all that kind of stuff. Uh And I just like the lady was like, you know, uh, you minority, you know, people of color that are owning and running businesses. And I was like, Oh dear God. <laughs> like, oh man. That's what this is. Cool. <laughs> Dude. Whoa. Nobody nobody said anything when they're like, well, what would you want to see change? I was like, well, uh, if you didn't call us colored, that'd be cool for a start. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that sometimes, man. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Dude, it's for those it's of you like who don't that. know I'm brown. You know, <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, somebody's gonna be listening like, what's this guy talking about? <laughs> No, it got a it, very white name for sure. It definitely got like that on this like Mitt Romney thing where it was like everybody was weird and plastic looking, like fake, and like even him and his family and and like and it was just it was like we're just so happy that you guys are representing the Republican Party and we were like uh we're just the musicians, dude. Like, it, dude. <laughs> like yeah, it got like that. But anyways, um, oh, that was great. We got to um, transition into um, our boy. He's on the line yeah, now. There you go. So All let's, right. um, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's transition gonna, right here. I'm going to pop off then. All right. Well, well, hold on a second. Hold on. I don't know, man. He's, hey, he's famous. He's the real fan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's just get him on and then, like, okay. then we can fi- figure this out. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. 
The Drum Brigade Podcast is brought to you by Revolution Drum. Right, Funky Phil? Yes. Yeah. Yes. True Tones, which are premium drum dampers, Firefly drum key, T-locks, solid brass cymbal fasteners, all kinds of different things. They got a, a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum called The Butter Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Beefy. Yes. Revolution makes forward-thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. If you guys type in the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout when you visit RevoDrum, R-E-V-O-D-R-U-M.com, you can save yourself 15% on any of those products. Yes. Use the code DRUMBRIGADE15 at checkout, RevoDrum.com. Drum Brigade Podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Phil, we are underdressed. Severely. We are underdressed. Yep. All the hype that you guys heard us talking about, it just all came to light right here, right now. On the line with us. Uh, we still got Sahir on the line with us, but coming in hot, just dressed to the nines, man. man I'm so glad we're, we're videoing man. this. <laughs> just so sharp, man. Just so let's sharp. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, man, he does a lot of different things. He's an entrepreneur. He's a he's an artist. He's a dancer. He's a drummer. He's a designer. Has the gentleman takeover. He does has a series that he posts videos all the time called Funky Since '78. Used to play with Capital Cities. A whole bunch of... I mean, so many irons in the fire, I'm not even touching the surface. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Channing Cook-Holmes to the show. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Man. Hey, I appreciate the clap. I was going to clap for myself. (laughs) Self-love. Self-love. Yes, sir, man. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yo, I've just been waiting for that call, you know? I know. That's kind of how it goes. You know, it should have happened a long time ago. I don't know what we've been doing. I've been working. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, now that we got nothing to do, we're like, let's have Channing on. No. Let's go. <laughs> this will help. Yeah. How you been doing, man? How's everything going with this Yo, craziness? You know, I mean, you know, to a th- to a certain degree, it's normal. You know, it's like because it's like I don't have a nine to five, so it's not like taking me away from what I normally would have done. You know. I mean, I still go to the post office and make my deliveries, you know. Other than that, like, just the kids being home is probably the craziest part of this. You know, like, literally, like, my wife and I, like, started a tech company in our house. So everybody has, like, a new computer now. and We bought, like, desks and stuff. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We, like, all used to, like, just do homework and hang out at the dining room table. But it's like, no, go to your room, do your homework, go to your room. Get on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's it's crazy time we live, man. Phil is saying the same thing. I, I don't have any kids, but Phil does, and he's just like, man. You should get some, man. You should just go like <laughs> borrow a couple of kids, kids for a few days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. I I like yeah. kids, man. I I just yeah. uh yeah, I'm getting too old now. My wife is my wife is the same age as me, and so we're like, um, we might be running out of time, you know. No such thing. <laughs> yeah, well, modern medicine. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's called adoption. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. true too. That's true too. 
Yeah. I mean, if you that's if you want kids anyway. I mean, but it's, this is like a whole different direction. It's hey. a it's a crazy world we live in, though. Yeah. Boy, I'm younger than you. You should adopt me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do that. <laughs> that would be so. <laughs> you already house broken. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just just so I hear go to your room and do your homework. Just get oh no, I'll hit you in the face. You know. <laughs> 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 be oh, man. So disobedient. Just, yeah, he's that kid, dude. Um so see Holmes, man. Um yeah, you do man. a lot of different things, man. You you got your iron like a lot of different irons in the fire. You always have you like there's this this is what we were talking about before like you have a present you have presentation you have like we've we've talked about this before too like where you are kind of your own product we were talking about some of the videos you put out where it's like these promo vids that it's just like awesome like b-roll stuff like slow motion of your custom kick drum or like your shoes or something it's like see yeah, homes funky since 78 yeah. you know you're you you're doing this big push with um all these these like bespoke um face masks right now fashion style um you know face masks um yeah. you were doing the stick bags for a while there's all kinds yeah. of things that are just like you have a brand and then it, it kind of starts and starts with you being the brand you know yeah. hence you you know you're you're showing up to like a podcast and you're dressed like you you know it would only be you if you came on a, a podcast like that you know what i mean so yeah, that's right. i think that's one of the coolest things about you um aside from being a fantastic drummer but then you bring that style of fashion and that product to the drums as well you know yeah. even even like starting for people that don't know if you haven't seen channing holmes um even your setup is different than, you know, a standard, what's whatever, like a five piece drum set or whatever. You got the cymbal stacks and they're, they're like angled away from you. And yeah. it's like all, like you could just look at your drum set and be like, oh, that's Channing's home. That's Channing's drum set, you know? Which is, which is good though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of, I mean, everything I guess is calculated to a degree. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've always been, just a creative person out of necessity, you know, whether it's just starting little, like simple things. Like it started from like me looking for a specific like bow tie or a vibe and I couldn't find it. So I just like linked up with some mentors and people to help me like figure it out. You know, like I just went into like figure it out mode. And then like when they can only help me put so much or, you know, they don't have time to work on something. I'm like, well, can I just borrow your sewing machine? And they're like, hey, I got an extra one, take it. And then, again, you know, just put in, like, 30 hours worth of practice, and then it just goes from there, you know. That's awesome. Then it's like, yeah, you cut out the middleman to a certain degree. You know what I mean? It's like I'm impatient in that way, but, like, mm -hmm. I'm always striving to keep moving, you know. You know yeah. It's like the artist aspect is, like, my hobby, or it is my, my outlet. I think that's amazing and like especially a lot of people have heard me especially on this show getting on soapbox of our industry and maybe sahir you can chime in too with um our the drum industry first of all is very like i think maybe backwards or um outdated behind the times whatever you call it but they're not catering to guys like me or like you where i don't necessarily want what i can get at guitar center or i don't well, want yeah i don't i don't want 
you know, I've gone on tangents about like, you know, all these guys kind of do similar stuff where it's, it's, it's bottom line based, you know, how cheap can I get it from China? And this is what you get. And then this is what everybody thinks I'm supposed to buy because it's at guitar center or on sweet or whatever. Well, well, let me, let me, let me jump in on that too. Just, I think even that is like, I had to pull back some of my frustrations, you know, cause like, even that statement alone is is kind of what helps drive me to do what I do. Right. You know, because again, it's like I I'm not the average customer. So, you know, it's I'm a very small percentage of customer. You know, I'm not necessarily a repeat customer. So I I, I had to start looking at it from the business side of it too. You know, like I they have a bottom line they have to deal with. They can only do but so much as far as a custom, you know, then that's where custom builds why they cost so much because they have to stop production of like everything that they're doing. That's like mass produced to just focus on something that's very specific, you know? So like, again, from that aspect, I started to understand, you know, that aspect of it to like not be frustrated. That's why I'm like, yeah, I'm, of course I'm not going to go buy anything from guitar center. Like I'm looking at thrift shops and, right. you know, like old elementary schools from like the fifties and like doing like side deals and trades with them. Like, yeah, I'll bring you a, cheap snare if you give me that old ludwig vintage 67 snare drum that your band does not use at all sitting in the basement you know like that kind of stuff right you know like everything just turns into like its own hustle or its own flip i feel like there's a necessity though for people like you and and there's a few there's a few drummers out there i would consider myself to be somewhat like that um where uh sometimes it's like man I'm not getting my needs met. So I got to make it myself or I got to I mean, that's how we landed up doing a podcast yeah. where it's like, man, there isn't very many places for us drummers to have a voice and to share right. our opinions or to share our, whatever it is, good things, bad things. Um, because you know, a lot of them out there are cookie cutter. Like everything else in our industry is like, man, it's like, you know, people, feel like okay you have a drum podcast so you're talking about technique and and how to play something technical or breaking down how to tune a drum or i don't know or just getting how every interviewing somebody and being like okay so you got your start playing in church cool and Mm -hmm. you know we've everybody has the similar stories you know right 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 um and so i feel like what you've taken on by taking something like hey you know what nobody's going to do it like this. This is what I really want. And getting behind the sewing machine and making a stick bag or, or doing something like that, even in fashion, man, I can't find, you know, a suit that fits like this. And then just being like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Is like, that is so great. (laughs) That is like so great. And that is what I feel like a lot more people need to, especially drummers need to find an identity and move forward with that. And that yeah. is like, I've taught that so much that you are your own product. You, what makes you different from me or somebody right. else or Phil or, you know, or whatever, it, you know, if you, if you, everybody wants to sound and look and play like Travis Barker or who Chris Dave or who else, whoever else out there, those are the same, same. It's the same right. idea. Right. Those drummers have their own brand, their own identity, and everybody wants to copy them. Right. And um, so anyways, Long story, like what I'm saying is I think that's why I'm a big fan of yours is because first of all, it's not just drumming. You, you, you don't stop there. I'm going to be the best drummer ever with style. It's like, dude, you've taken 
that and brought that element to everything. Like now you're on a podcast and you're dressed sharp, you know, you, you know, and it's like, or whether you're doing a dance gig or you're doing a video yeah. for dancing or you're making something more people need to be like that, man. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, again, man, I, I, I just look at it from the standpoint of just like just trying to leave a memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, everything could just be regular or you can just kind of turn that part off. And, you know, it's just like in a class or whatever. But again, it's like, that's something that you can still always remember. You know, like I can talk about like dozens of classes and like school. Like I think about school too, man. Like my sophomore year, I went to uh, public school. I went to Crenshaw High School my sophomore year. I don't remember anything about that year at yeah. all. Like literally nothing. Like the same, it's almost like, uh, it reminds me of like King of the Hill. Like I had the same four or five friends that we hang out with at lunchtime, stand in the same spot every day and like just do nothing. You know, right. but like, I don't remember learning anything at all that whole year, you know, and it was like, so yeah, what happened? You know, it was like, just one of those things. Like there was no experience enough that like that year is almost insignificant to me. It's yeah. just so random, man. I mean, you know, it's just, it's like a, a random thought that I think about that. Like, yeah. I don't remember that yeah, year. Um, so what, okay. So thinking forward, yeah, yeah. like, what is your like what is your vision for C Holmes, you know, whether it's the C Holmes collection, whether it's the um, you know, funky since 78 stuff, whether it's the gentleman's takeover, everything that you do in a nutshell, where yeah. do you see that going in like you know, whatever, years from now or like man, you've you you're 80 years old and you're like, man, I've I accomplished a lot what is it that your your goal is with everything that you do? Maybe that's a loaded question, but like, you know. Um, I mean, I can, I can kind of answer that. I think, um, you know, from one side of it, I can say, I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. I just want to just keep going as much as possible. You know, I just want to create. And, uh, right. and again, you know, again, like out of necessity, you know, three months ago, you know, or even like I just at the, the start of, um, this pandemic, you know, I did not imagine I was going to be here flipping my materials into face masks. Right. You know, again, it was just like, it's like random necessity. It was like, all right, cool. So I started making masks. It was like, I completely stopped doing everything else. You know, nobody wanted to buy accessories right now. You know? So nobody looking for a stick bag right now, but everybody is nervous and everybody wants a mask. Everybody wants to be protected. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's go. I'm ready. Yeah. I got a trunk full of stuff. Let's go. Just started making masks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been doing a lot of like, just like reading and, and other like, interview stuff. I've been like watching and paying attention to as far as like uh, marketing is concerned. And mm -hmm. just, just little, just trying to like take little notes and I can like use for my own personal sake. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Seth, Seth Golden. He's kind of a marketing guru, but like he's this is one statement that he, he uses often and it like really sticks out to me. And he says, if Nike, the brand Nike came out with a hotel, you can imagine what the hotel could be, you yeah. know, like it would be athletic driven and, you know, like the lobby would probably look like a, uh, you know, like a jogging 
area or something, you know what I mean? Like, you know, probably no chairs anywhere in the hotel. Just, you can just, again, you can imagine what it would be. But if Hyatt, the hotel came out with a shoe, you can't imagine what that would be, you know? Because again, there's no like anticipation. It's not a brand. It's the name label. You know, there's no brand behind like those generic hotels, you know, but you say Nike, you can, your brain just goes into like a thousand different places. You know? Right. So like you can expect something and have no expectation at the same time. You just like allow it to happen. So that's kind of like what I'm trying to, to put off, you know, I like you that. Know? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want it to feel like it's, um, uh, you not, 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 not retail, but you know, it's not a, uh, a mass produced, product you know and like even like the c homes collection you know umbrella it's not like a seasonal thing so it's not like oh i'm gonna put out my winter ties this year and then, uh, <laughs> you know next season i'm gonna put out you know scar it's just like no it's just always like an art collection of ideas that you know is a brainstorm of me having my that. own conversations so yeah i mean so yeah it's endless i, lo- I love that it's um what comes first, it sounds like to me is for you is cre- like being creative. Like, and I think that's where a lot of drummers and a lot of people, a lot of artists miss, like they, they misstep. A lot of people focus on being Insta famous or having something go viral instead of yeah. being creative first. And then that, that adds substance to what you're putting out. Um, yeah. it, whether or not it makes tons of money or you become Insta famous, you know, or a viral video or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're still going to put out what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and too, I think like what you're saying, like with some of the other cats, you know, and I'm definitely not, I'm not calling anybody out or going to point fingers. You know, I think it's just about what your interest and your priority is. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, and I think, I think I mentioned that too, either last time we talked or, um, or when I saw you, it was like, yeah, I don't necessarily have a lot of drummer friends, you know, cause it's yeah. like, it's like versus like, I have thousands of keyboard player friends, you know, it's like, cause again, this is, this is me. I'll never like not be on a gig if I'm booking myself for a gig, you know? So, uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what the, what, 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 that particular circle of things are, you know, it's like yeah. a lot of different pockets of clicks and crews of cats, you know, and I just never like had like one association of anything, you know, like I know a lot of people and a lot of cats are familiar with who I am, but, it, but that's kind of it, you know, it's not so personal, you know, to where like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, formulate my huddle with this crew and walk around. Yeah. Damn show, you know, it's that kind of thing. No, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That's cool. Um, anybody anybody else got anything to add before we jump on Wheel of Death? Y'all good? No, all right. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh let's transition. Let's let's get on uh, Wheel of Death. You guys cool with that? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Oh, now saw here's dancing. <laughs> yeah. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 81, brought to you by Masters of Maple today. Oh, hey. yeah. 
Um, all right, so these are random questions. We call it the wheel of death, but nobody dies. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. And um, it's just yeah. wheel randomizer. <laughs> um, they're just <laughs> everybody can answer these, um, you know, and then um, however you want to answer, they're just some of them are drum related, some of them are not. All right, cool. Let's do it. Don't make fun of our sound effects. All right. <laughs> uh, what's the most common mistake you see drummers make? Ooh, oh boy, oh boy, where? Where? <laughs> where do you start? Where, where do you start? We're not. <laughs> well, we you can give however many you want, but the most common mistake that you see drummers make. Uh. Hmm. Interesting. I hate jam sessions. Ooh. So uh, I I would say the most common mistake that other drummers make is being disrespectful to your stuff. Dang. I... Yo, <laughs> I'm a for that too. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that. Man, I, I don't know. I, it's like, you know, again, like I have like a good a circle of people that are calling me for certain gigs, but then like, I always forget that it's attached to a jam session. It's like, yeah, we're doing like two sets. And then like the last two hours is an open jam session. I'm like, Oh no. no. <laughs> uh -uh. So I'm bringing backup symbols and I'm bringing like second beat up snare. I'm like, yo, no, no, man. I'm telling you that. And like, people don't realize that that is your sound. That is your, like, Oh man, don't even get me started on that. Don't yeah. even get me started. I get, I get that. I deal with that all the time. Yeah. Yo, a quick, funny, funny, quick, quick story. Just in this context, I, you know, there was one of these evenings, you know, it was an open jam session and literally I had a dude come and set up cause he was left-handed. So like in the middle of the jam, he like changed everything around oh to the other side. And you know, like I have like my electronics set up on a high oh my my SPD one is like set up, so I'm like trying to like unplug it and like turn it and shift it around or like move it. <laughs> oh. I'm like, dude, it's not a gig, man. Like I'm not backline, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like just because you yeah. want to play one song and you want to like <laughs> show me your like best left-handed chops, I'm like, ah, oh. bro, no, <laughs> no. And he was determined. He was. Determined. <laughs> I've seen that so much. I can't. Oh. Yeah. I can't even handle it. I can't handle it. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about. I don't even want to get on it because I will get on a soapbox and it'll be like two hours later. I'm still. And then another thing. I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> so here, what's the most common mistake you see drummers make? It's kind of similar to what C Holmes said. Uh, it's probably going to offend a lot of people. Drum circles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many people. Are like, oh, you make drums. It's so great. That's yeah, cool. You know, they're just like, oh, you know, my friend in Venice has, and I'm like, don't say drum circle. Don't say, like, as I'm thinking, like, drum circle. And you're like, no, that has <laughs> never been a good, they're not fun. They're not cool. Everybody plays the same thing in a circle. Yeah. People are like, what is that? It's just like, it's <laughs> oh, shit, and then, like, there's always one guy that, like, in the middle of the drum circle, which is bad enough. 
we'll bust out the hacky sack. And you're like, well, oh boy, <laughs> I gotta go. it's, just, it's too much. I can't handle it. I mean, there's like a thousand things I think that are wrong, but the drum circle is just like, really? Like, I come on. It's just, it's too much. It's yeah. I agree. I mean, you are talking about a very specific demographic also. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably three, three pair of shoes in that circle. <laughs> okay, three I'm just no showers is what I'm trying to say. No. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is a free time, you know. Uh, Funky Phil, what do you got? Uh, I guess um, I would say playing the cymbals way too loud versus oh the rest of your uh, your groove. You know, I feel like I, I always call it like the groove sandwich where. The symbols are like the bread that that hold the the main theme in context. And if you have way too much bread, your sandwich tastes terrible. It's it's all bread. You need just the right amount of context for the main theme to come through. I, so, yeah. I, good that, analogy. I I feel like uh, for me, um, okay. So this is a touchy subject. It's taboo. People don't like it when you call it this, but the gospel chop thing, I've had enough, okay? And all these people, when you walk around Nam, now it's a thing because all people do is just watch YouTube and watch Instagram. So everybody's posting these chops of like, and it's just random, dude. It's just random. Like, okay, so here's a chop. It's right kick, left, right kick, kick, right, right, right kick, left, right kick, left, right, right, right kick. Left. And we're going to play that as 16 note triplets. Here it goes at 200 beats per minute. And it's like, right. yeah, right. what are these right. 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 like video game codes? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? And this has no musicality to it at all. It sounds like freaking tennis shoes in a dryer. And now you're Ooh. talking about like, this is a, everybody wants to just learn. Everybody wants to be Tosh. You know, Tosh is great. Tosh is, Tosh is great at what he does. And I love Tosh. Tosh is a friend of the show. But dude, like really that's, this is what every kid wants. Every kid is just... Chops. I want chops. I want chops. I want chops. Nobody's playing music anymore. Mm. It's just chops. Mm. It's just just get video game codes on the drums. That's what it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you figured out the Mortal Kombat like thing to like rip the guy's head off? That's exactly what that's. Like. That's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> that needs to be a segment, dude. Video game video game codes for the drums. And yeah. that's what our chops, that's what our lesson chops are going to be called, Phil. Ultimate combo. <laughs> yeah, ultimate combos. Uh, you remember Finish Nam? Those, What's that? Remember like Nam show when we did it those couple years, like Channing, you, you were in for a bit. Corey, you were yeah. there a lot. I mean, it was the wildest I've ever seen. Like, you know, it was like the Nam show is like being in Instagram in real life. And it was just yeah. like, it's oh, <laughs> exactly what it is. Every dude, I remember I was trying to start chanting one time, and this kid just sat down right next to us and just ripped, like, <laughs> like ripped our faces off. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you a real person right now? Like, yeah. this is insane. And it just, I, you couldn't hear him play groove at all, but just completely yeah, so. just shedding symbols, and you're like, okay, this is this got to stop, dude. This much. dude, this dude Fig that we that we know is out here in San Diego was like. He was on one of the, the throne, dude. Huh? That. Remember when Fig broke the, my throne? Yes. 
is what I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, yeah, I hope he listens. <laughs> he does it, dude. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Okay, so so wow. fig so fig would always say that people would because he was on like one of the gospel chop videos and like he he had he, whatever anyways people would come to him and be like yeah man i want to learn how to play gospel chops and so he would like start showing them as uh, actual stuff that you play in church mm-hmm. and they're like no nah, man i don't want to learn this i want to learn like chops and he's like yeah but that's not it's not completely what we you know what we do like i'm showing you the grooves i'm showing you the pocket like how we play this stuff no and they're like, no, we want, we want like video game codes. Yes. That's what we want. <laughs> it's become a thing now. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Moving on. This one is not so taboo. Um, what's your favorite thing besides drums? What's your favorite thing besides drums? Sushi. Love it. We've never had that answer before on this show. I love Uh, it. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know where you want to go with this. No, that's Uh, great. That's that's exactly the answer we're looking for. (laughs) Uh just one one word, sushi. Next. <laughs> what else you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. I love sushi too, but uh Sahir, what do you got? Uh travel. Travel. Yeah. You like to travel. I do, man. Yeah, man. That's why you do it so much. Yeah, well, you know, it's fun. That's how you get inspired and see other things. You know? Yeah. I love traveling too, man. Yeah, luckily as drummers, sometimes you get lucky enough to where it affords you to travel, you know? Yeah. And, Best job. That's right. Great. Yeah. Phil? As big booty women, huh? Big booty women. I knew it, Phil. Yeah. High five, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I was going to say women. <laughs> Dang. All right. Yeah, Phil. Specifically yeah. my wife, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, women. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, what do I love more than, or as much as drumming? Um, man. Yeah. With Phil, dude, big booty women. Yeah. No, uh, I think I'm, um, I like cycling, man. I like cycling, riding my bike and being out in the wilderness, like hiking too. I like that, but I think that's, that's, that's yeah, more or less. I mean, that's what I can, everybody's heard me say that already, but Yeah. All right. You ever been camping though? Oh man, I love camping all the time. Like outside? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. All right. <laughs> this like. <laughs> all right, you can have it. You can have it. You don't like it? Nah. <laughs> what if like? What if though we were in the wilderness mm-hmm. and we made sushi? We caught the fish and then we made it right there. I mean, if we were like recording an album, like, <laughs> like at a log cabin in the woods with sushi, then that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could come with purpose too. You know what I mean? Like, it's purpose. Dude, there oh, is nothing better for me. Like, I love being out in the wilderness and like, uh-huh. I'm not like, I'm not setting up a drum circle and playing hacky sack. Like, 
No, no, no. Yes, no. You are. I'm, but I'm, I like going on a hike and just taking some pictures of like how, like a, I don't know, something beautiful, mm-hmm. and like sitting around a fire, cr- cracking open a cold one, mm-hmm. or some whiskey or something, just chilling out, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's I like that. I mean, so would you be taking pictures for you or for other people to admire um, what you just I'm, experienced? I don't think I'm that good of a photographer yet. Um, so I would just be taking pictures for me. It, I like really like doing that. But if somebody wanted some of my pictures, I would be happy with that. You know, but but that's never happened yet, though. That has not happened yet. I'm I'm new to photography though, so I really really enjoy it though. Really enjoy it. Cool. Um. So yeah, we did that one. Okay. So um, <laughs> dude, that is. Funny. That is funny, dude. I said, I saw here, you just walked away. I said, I liked wilderness and being hiking and stuff. And he's like, so, so you like camping? <laughs> the wilderness? Okay. It's the same thing. Corey, every time we hang out, especially around Nam, I'm like, hey, what do you want to go do? I figured he's like, oh, I'm going to go to like the base jam or something. This guy was like, I'm going to Monster Jam. So sometimes. No way. No way am I going to Monster Jam, fool. <laughs> I think it's like Bro, the dudes in the nine five one will still listen to you regardless. (laughs) Pretend I don't think you went to Monster Jam anytime, bro. I I I told the story. I have to tell you guys this. Uh, I told the story like uh, like probably ten episodes ago, but um, it was the episode that me and Phil went to Aquarian and we did a live show from Aquarian. But anyways, um, this was like this weird thing that happened i was playing we call it the schmucky metal band and i think you know what i'm talking about channing mm-hmm. i was playing a schmucky metal band gig in san diego downtown san diego it was on top of a roof overlooking petco park mm. that night that they were having this wedding they were having monster jam at the stadium <laughs> and this is one of those weddings where like everything was open like the the sliding glass doors were open, so you just get the San right. Diego air coming in off the water. Yeah, and I'm like, these people don't realize what's gonna happen. Like when this thing kicks off, those monster trucks are loud. <laughs> and so, and this happened to be like the most pretentious, like uppity wedding planner that was just like on us all night. Like, are you guys gonna start? Are you guys? Is everybody here? Is there? and so sounds familiar. Yeah. So seven o'clock comes and um the monster jam kicks off man the monster jam <laughs> kicks off dude and it's in the middle of the best man's speech and he's just like you know when we met when we were 10 years old you know we we were just the best of friends instantly and i knew you were going to become great and blah and you just being it's just a typical like you're just yeah. get me out of here right. i'm standing outside monster jam is kicking off and it's the opening ceremonies bro it's like 14 monster trucks all at the same time starting their their engines driving in a circle in the stadium revving like whoop 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 like fireworks dude fireworks are going- <laughs> fireworks are going off monster trucks are revving their engines it's like all of them in a circle like it's it's crazy dude it's crazy Yo, that's art right there. That's art. They'll never forget that. <laughs> that was probably the Dude, best wedding. It was They'll going down. That. And it was like pure, like, pandemonium. Like, it was chaos in this wedding. Like, the wedding planner is frantic, freaking out, losing her mind. 
That's like, great. That's great. She's pushing people in the doors. She's like, <laughs> everybody, stop! get inside, get inside. She's just losing it. She comes up to me. I'm getting into it with her. Like, don't touch me. Don't you dare touch me. You don't know me. Like, she's like, dude, I'm telling you. Meanwhile, monster trucks are still driving in a circle. Womp, womp, womp. Like, it's, it's chaos, dude. It was one of the best moments ever on one of those gigs. It was the funniest thing ever. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's art. It was, I love yeah, it. it's art, dude. That's the art. best part. <laughs> you can't Dude. talk about no other wedding like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why not just have everybody go outside and just watch? You know that's what everybody wants to do anyways. And then like I'm sitting there, my my drums are set up like with my back to the window, and if I turn around, I could see what's going on in the stadium. So the whole time, you know I like I don't really care about those stupid gigs, man. I hate being there. I'm I'm playing, I'm missing stuff because I'm like my neck is getting an ache in it because I'm watching the monster trucks down there. <laughs> like I'm missing cymbal crashes. And yo. I'm like, ah oh, man, I just want to go on break, dude. I just want to go on break. Uh, yo. <laughs> it was cra- it was crazy, man. Those gigs, yeah. Fuck life, dude. The, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> I am not at during Nam show. I am not going to monster truck games or whatever those things are called. Not even live, fool. Dude, don't lie. You you would make it a point on Wednesday. Setting up, going, hey man, Friday night. Just let me know. I'm busy. I'm like, what? What are you hiding me at? Go watch Monster Jam. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You drag your you drag pops into this one year. Like, hey, Dad, you want me to get your ticket? And I was like, he's not going to see my. <laughs> I made the decision for him. I was like, no, we're busy. All right, go, go do whatever kind of. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Get a get a surge energy drink in you. A bunch of cool <laughs> whatever it's called, dude. You know, whatever it is. Bro, the people walking around when I was doing that wedding, the people walking around downtown San Diego, it's not the people I want to hang out with, man. Oh, man. You know, though, what's crazy about that is there's fools that are straight into that, dude. Like, that is their thing. They're wearing the t shirt. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's that's like little kid things. They're into it, dude. Grown men. Like, dudes that you would think, like, it's the same guys that go to NAM. It's they look the same. Like the guys in keyboard world, it's those guys that are wearing like monster truck shirts <laughs> and going going to monster trucks, dude. That's what that and it's they're in it. They're holding the flag. They're in it, dude. They got a tub of Mountain Dew ready. Yes, to it's those guys. Man. It's those guys. And then the so next cool week they're at Comic Con, dude. It's the same guys. <laughs> All right, let's. Did I already spin the wheel? I spin the wheel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The next one is what is the weirdest fan moment you've had? The weirdest fan moment you've had. It could be either. Take this one. It's probably got better ones than everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Weirdest fan moment that you've had. All right. Sorry, you can go first. Oh, um, come, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to dumb, dumb these down a little bit so you're criminating yourself. Bro. No, I'm just. <laughs> uh, man, I well, I'm not as famous as you. Three. 
So <laughs> I'm the guy. I've been the tour manager, production manager. Yeah. I've seen some bizarre stuff. I've seen, uh, I think one time, I think, I mean, it's probably not the craziest, but it was like when I was first early into touring and it made me laugh just like how nuts it was, like the thought of it. A girl had, the bus is about to take off and somehow she like stowed away in the bay of the bus where you oh know, my God. all your luggage and stuff. And <laughs> I think the bus driver caught it. <laughs> I was kind of like, this was probably when I was like early twenties and just starting to tour like with buses. And I was like, that's the wildest thing ever. We had a nine hour drive. I'm like, what did she think was going to happen? Like she didn't know Dude. where we were going. Probably we had a day off. So it's not like we had a show. <clears throat> And this is like before Uber and like airline tickets were easy to get like on your phone. So to me, I was like, that's the wildest thing ever. Like, Did she, she make it to the end of the. No, we kicked her. Out. Like uh... she found out she was there. Cause like the driver heard something before we took off. And I was just like, we're all just scratching our head. I'm like, what did she think was going to happen? Oh like gosh. we open the bay and it's like, cool. You look like, uh, he's been sitting in a pig pen for nine hours. Come hang out. Like, Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Like, can you imagine how dangerous that is? You're just bouncing around in a metal box down there. It's oh. so uncomfortable. Yo, yo. <laughs> yo, let me let me defend that though. Let me defend <laughs> that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Go for it again, again. Like I, I, I literally like I'll break down all this kind of stuff, you know, from like a psychological standpoint. You know, again, I think about these little moments, you know, from like an artist standpoint to the fan. It's like this is life experiences. This is something that yeah. you can tell your grandkids. Like, yeah, when I was, you know, nineteen, I snuck into a tour bus and got about <laughs> halfway, and then they found out, and I was like, hi. Ah, that you is know, true. I walked home, you know, like 30 miles. But it was yeah. just a moment. It was like, yeah, like <laughs> you didn't know what to expect. Like you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes they'll they they just get into it for the sake of fandom. And then like when there's an actual result, they have no idea what to do. You're like, all right, cool. You're here. Let's go. Oh yeah. Uh okay. That <laughs> moment of like, are we doing this? We're doing this. Okay, let's do it. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's wild though. But like the thing is, is like if that fan, like, if we would have stopped at, like, a truck stop or something and found her, we would have literally got her on the bus because it's been like, that's, like, the most dangerous thing you can be doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'll say this. Anytime I see crazy fandom like that, I always think to myself, I'm like, I love music. I love bands. I love this whole thing. I don't love anybody <laughs> that much. You know what I mean? No. Like, I can't imagine myself no, I think I'm going to stow away. I mean, unless it was like the Spice Girls or something. Back <laughs> Beyonce tour bus. I would do that to her. Even though she's on the jet all the time. But, you know, I would stow away. I would pretend to be the Spice Girls. Like, hey, uh, had a Jay's in the bathroom. What's up? You want to hang out? Or... <laughs> <laughs> it be oh, man. That's crazy. Life what about story, you, C. Holmes? Yo, I mean... I... But it took sympathy, you know, like this was like early in, in one of the tours, you know, out with uh, Capital Cities, you know, like this fan caddy hit me up. Um, he's like, yo, I would love to like just meet up with you, maybe do like an interview and, you know, 
uh, I got some questions and just love to just kind of chat and get some ideas from you. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm down, no problem. So I was like, all right, we'll be in so and so city, you know, in three days. I'll have a day off. We can like just meet up in the lobby and just whatever and hang out. So it happened. So the dude showed up. He's like 13 years old uh, and had like no phone, had oh no notepad. He just like asked me questions, but he just wanted to talk. And it was just kind of the randomest thing. But again, but I gave him the moment because again, like I understood it. I was like, well, this is a story he could just go back and tell later. This would be interesting for him to talk about in school, you know, like however he took it, it was just like, he'll remember that aspect of it, but it was just kind of random. Yeah. We're just like sitting on the couch and we're just talking to this like 13, 14 year old South American <laughs> kid, you know, like, yeah. Okay. I, uh, you have a mother. I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, you, uh, you, you have, you have a daddy. Yes. Okay. Um, what? And you, you play drums very well. Thank you. Uh, uh, you you use two sticks when you play, yes? Yeah, two, most of the time. Yeah. Unless I drop one or unless I break one. But most of the time it's two. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. Like, Yo. This sounds like some of our interviews, Phil. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny, man. That's funny. Um, I was, I, yeah, that's probably the most random, I would say. Man, I've told most of mine, and me and Phil, have, me and Phil have both told most of ours. But like, I've had so many of those like weirdo in Germany, like German interview. German cool. interviews are always so weird, man. They're like so blunt and matter of fact. Like, <laughs> this time you were very good, but you were much better last time. You're like, dang, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> You look like you've um you're getting fought. You're fought now. You're like, dang, dude. Facts. Jeez. All right. Um, I've had so many of those, man. Like where you're just like, okay, like yeah, it's be blunt as can be, man. Just give it to me. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Phil, you got anything? Nothing new. Probably I don't know. Probably that bong water one. Dude, <laughs> probably that one. <laughs> That's a good one too. <laughs> they, uh, all right, all right. Do the abbreviated version real quick. Yeah. Okay, real quick. I, I was playing a gig where the the back of the stage was a huge window onto a city yeah. street, yeah. and the last thirty minutes or so, there was some dude outside just like knocking on the glass, trying to say something. You know, with a, you know, <laughs> I couldn't hear him obviously, but trying to say something for the last thirty minutes of the gig, yeah. and then. um Finally, we got we got done, and and I was I like opened the side door. I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, he had this bong. He's like, "Yo, can you fill my bong up? I need some water for my bong." <laughs> Did you do really? it? No, no. I was like, oh, "Nah, man. Yeah. I, I want to go home. I'm tired. Screw your bong." So rude. So rude. <laughs> Phil the whole time is just like, man, this dude is feeling what I'm doing. He's like, watch this drum, Phil. No, I thought he was pit. He seemed like upset. Like I thought he was like gonna tell me how much I suck or something, but he just wanted me to fill up his bong, and I was like, nah. Oh man, That's you should have gave him a quiz, man. You should ask him like, what song did I play? Which one did you like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> earn it, earn that bong water. Oh, That's right. Gosh. You should have like, filled up his bong water with, with soda water, like salsa water or something. 
Oh, man. All right. Last question. <clears throat> Last question. What key is that? Man, I wish I knew. I no All right. <laughs> Um, Channing Holmes, what's the best way to waste a day for you? Like, what do you do to chill, relax? Oh, to get to your chill? mind off. Yeah. Oh, or, like or to... well, if you don't, if you, what, what's the best way to waste a day? That's what the question says. So is it worth it? It's like, do, do nothing like to waste a day. I, yeah, I had this conversation two days ago with my wife. We was talking about this. Like, I feel like if I'm not productive, it's a waste of day. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like to just look at like random stuff or like to sit and just watch a movie. And I felt like I could have did something earlier in the day. Like I feel so bad. Yeah. So that I, that side of it is different. But I feel like uh, that yeah. too. I feel like that too sometimes if I'm like, especially because I have certain days that are like, like Mondays are my work day. I'm, I'm yeah. back to back on everything, you know, <clears throat> like yeah. until seven maybe later um but yeah. anyways so if monday i'm like man i'm not doing nothing i'm like oh man something's wrong i feel like i'm like my life has no purpose <laughs> <laughs> you know but to waste a day i don't know man chill out drum circles yeah there it is oh, a waste <laughs> of a day camping in a drum circle dude no <laughs> like yeah, i don't know no man waste. just chilling like spending time with family yeah. I think that's a good eating good food, chilling out like that, like is a good way to waste a day. If I got to waste a day and it's like, I can't work, I'm not going to do any work. Then I want to do something with my wife and eat some good, some good, like either cook food or eat food or, you know, just hang some, out with her. Some sushi. Some yeah. sushi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. saw here left. So what, what about you? Funky Phil? Um, Work on gospel chops all day. <laughs> Practice them, yeah. It's a waste. Video game. Just get my combos. Waste the time. You'll never use them on a gig. Fatality. <laughs> yeah, dude. Got to yeah. get the fatal waste. combo. Mortal Kombat. What is that? What is that other game that was like on PlayStation? That was like it's not Mortal Kombat. It's not um. It's about Tekken. 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 Tekken combo. Dang, I missed that game, dude. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Tekken. Mister. The leopard dude with the leopard head. Yeah, Eddie Gordo's on there <laughs> doing flips and stuff. Tekken, <laughs> dude. So I cha I'm changing in mind, man. The best way to waste a day is with Tekken, dude. That Tekken. was the best. Video games. Yeah. Video games. Sahir, what's the best way to waste a day? Uh, I pretty much, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely a workaholic. I can admit it. It's the whole thing. But um, if I have to waste a day, it's probably doing a drum circle. <laughs> eating sushi. Yeah, eating sushi with C. Holmes. Right. I don't watch Holmes all day. Yeah, I, I have a thing, though. If I start a new TV show, I try not to. I'm, like, compulsive. I, it messes up. Yeah. Like, it, it ruins my shit. Like, to the point where... Like, if it's a new show and I got to finish it, I'll just power through it, like, eight seasons, like, clear <laughs> a few days and I'll do it. Or if the Fresh Prince ever comes on. Oh, God. Like, miss meetings. Like, I'll just, my day's over. Like, oh, I, it's, dude. I can't stop. Like, <laughs> like I'll cancel. I, like, hey, guys, I'm sick. Oh. Everybody died. I got to <laughs> just laugh, cackling at Uncle Phil. Just like, oh, come on, man. It's like, dude. it's great. That's the that's the weird part about like 
traveling is like in some other places fresh fresh prince is on netflix like in yeah. like in mexico or like in <laughs> europe sometimes and you're just like well i was gonna go see the city but now i'm just gonna stay in the room all day order room man, service man. it's on hulu the whole thing yeah <laughs> dude game over for me yeah, I got stuck watching night programs in a hotel room because the battery didn't work in the remote, and I didn't feel like getting up. <laughs> <laughs> TV just stuck on Food Channel for like six hours. I'm like, I'm not getting up, so I guess I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to know how to make a creme brulee. Right, cool. <laughs> Figured it out. Perfect. Right. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> I called him the uh, lobby. Like, I think I need batteries for this remote. <laughs> I can't change the TV. Dude, he comes in. He's like, "Are you really like watch just stuck watching?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, man, fix it." I'm like in the bed. I'm like, "Just, just come in. Just come in. Put yourself in." <laughs> now go ahead. Put yourself in. <laughs> oh like my god. Setup. Yeah, it's like a setup. I'm like laying in the bed, like here, come take the remote. Like, uh... <laughs> like, man, are you sick? Okay. No, man, like, I just uh... don't want to get up. <laughs> He's looking back, like if you go get jacked or something. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I I, I just want the remote. <laughs> <laughs> and uh do you guys make creme brulee? The <laughs> room service? Yeah, let me get one of these. Oh my gosh, dude. What a great, what a great. This is the best wheel of death we've had in a long time, man. Really good. Really good. Just keeping stuff. it real. We keep it real up in here. Yeah. You know? This is what it should be. Um, C. Holmes, man, how do people get in touch with you if they want to hire you for something, if they want to get one of your masks, if they want to get one of your stick bags? See what you do. What's the best way? Uh, everything is on live. Everything is through my name pretty much. You can find all the links and connect. Okay. Yeah. Most on Instagram it's Channing cook homes, right? Uh, I, yeah, man. And everything is connected. You can find everything. You see homes collection, got rhythm, the tap show school music program that I do. Uh, another side venture is the beat racer. If you guys have caught any of those clips. It's like a producer's, series alias that i'm working on all original music so uh yeah working on some videos and some stuff for like see back here yes some, uh, little surprises i'm working on <laughs> oh. oh wow just see there's a lot coming a lot coming a lot of coming i love it adventures man i can't contain myself that's that's yeah, there. that's what we love so man Keep doing, keep doing what you're doing for us, because we can't get enough, man. No, I appreciate Definitely. it, man. Thank you so much for coming on the Drum Brigade podcast today, and um, yeah. just just hanging out with us, just rapping with us, having some laughs, and um, you know, bringing bringing your perspective, bringing your presence to the show is really great, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, one one quick thing, like anything else moving forward with any of your uh, your guests. You should like stop asking people when they started playing because just because you started playing at five doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Three. Yeah. 
I had to change that philosophy, man. I'm like, yeah, I started. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stress this out, but you know, I thought about. I'm like, just because I started playing at five for the children's choir doesn't count. Yeah, like, I wasn't gigging. Like it didn't make sense till like 13. <laughs> that's why. That's why we don't ask that question because everybody started when they were five. Yeah, but you still, you still suck though. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yo. I've been playing for 22 years. Like, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. Nah. You've been playing for four. Four. It just started making sense four years ago. <laughs> you got a long way to go. Oh, man. No it's pockets, the truth. All chops. You suck, bro. <laughs> Nobody's oh. calling you for gigs. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think That's that there is... That is the best way to wrap up this interview, man. Yeah. And that, that nips it in the bud for us as well, because people, I have to tell people that all the time, like, yo, we do not, we don't want to know about that. Your dad was a musician and that's how you got your start. Or you grew up playing in church and that's how you got your start. Everybody has that same story, man. Like we, we get it. What are you doing now? That's what I want to know. Yes. Oh, yes. That's right. Awesome, man. Thank you so much again, Channing, for coming on and being being with us today. We really appreciate Yo, it. And, um, my dudes. We got to do it again, man. Anytime you want to come on, anything that you're promoting and we can help, anything that you're ever doing, please let us know. Um, you know, if it's a fit yeah. for you, like, we would be honored. We'd be honored to do it. Or anything you need reviewed or anything like that, man. I'm all, all the way in. So yeah, I'm waiting on the uh, the trash talk too. So I want to do my own review. Heck yeah! Uh, I can't wait to see uh, that man. Uh, I can't that wait to see a loner. Just send me a loner. I'll send it back. Yeah, mm. yeah y'all do hardest loans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the old endorsement loan, huh? Let me hold that. Let me hold that. Yeah, so let me hold that. that hey, let me just hold that for a minute. Yeah. Well, once the pandemic's over, see you come up. We'll hang out. My dude. Okay. I got you. I got two hazmats uh, costumes for us. <laughs> <Sounds good>. <laughs> <laughs> just wrap up and make love to yeah. this music. Yeah. Protection. <laughs> All right, guys. So um, that needs to happen, um, Sahir. I want to see this review. Channing Holmes doing a doing a uh, trash talk okay. review. I know that, that would be that would be amazing. Talking hell of trash. <laughs> oh God! All right, guys. Thank you so much, Channing, for coming on, and we'll we'll chat soon. And um, yeah, we'll wrap it there, man. Bro, Cannon Cook Holmes, just coming on the podcast, just talking about sushi, like just the best, just hanging out with us, man. Like just really hanging out with us. That's that's the coolest thing. Was he talking about us about the five? Like you started playing drums because we never answered that question. Yeah, yeah. he's straight talking about us. <laughs> that that's the only guy that can straight punk you talking to your face and make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't answer we don't ask that question yeah. that's not our that's you not our style you do i don't know i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> thank you Paul saying. <laughs> oh gosh dude. man i would stop if i were you man <laughs> you did, dude if you want things to be done right you listen to channing holmes man <laughs> the dude is a man of like purpose you know dang dude that dude is dope man i want to be like him yeah <laughs>
I do. I've did been you, friends did, with that guy for years. I'm still trying to be like him, like an ounce, you know. Dude, did you ever see my review of his stick bag? It's it's good stuff, man. I'm fully. I did this review fully in a suit, bow tie, whole thing, and then like. You know, like in my reviews, I do product shots. My product shots are me posing in an alley, like just holding it like he does. <laughs> like, he's like, I send it to him like, yo, man, I hope this is like this, like meets the criteria, you know, like, I hope this is good. And he's like, bro, that's dope. Like he was like all about <laughs> like, dude, I try to do it. Like if I'm going to do a review of a, a C. Holmes collection piece, you, you got to do it right. Gotta be in a suit. I wish we were in suits today, Phil. I, me too. That would have been dope, man. Um, Be hot. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do this again. Um, Sahir, if people want to get one of these limited edition trash talk snares, there's still few available, right? Yeah, you know, it just went live maybe like while we started the podcast. So there's about seven left. In it. So, okay. So yeah, there's, uh, there's plenty left and hopefully they'll go this week. And uh, yeah, if you want to uh, get one, just go to mdrums.com or go to our Instagram at Masters of Maple, and it'll point you all straight to it. And uh, yeah, um, there's the five by fourteen and the six and a half by fourteen. And Sweet. And uh, yeah, they're ready to go. I think on my review I said five and a half by fourteen and six and a half by fourteen. Did yeah? I mean, I misspoke. Yeah, it's a five by fourteen, and then uh, okay, cool. And then. Um, so when you when you sell these and you drop them off at Music Cares, can you like maybe put in a word for me and Phil and just be like, "Yo, <laughs> you'll get the money when these guys get to the top of the list." Yeah, I, you guys can take a spot in line. I think uh, I've got a list of people that I'm gonna like. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna give you this check right, but you gotta fast track these. Apps. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fast track and maybe double. Money would be good, yeah. Because I mean, we we need it, you know. Like other people out there, I don't know if they need it, but we need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I, I know there. Uh, I think we talked about this the other day. Like, I think there's just so many people that applied for it. They're you know, it's just backed up, you know, and they're yeah. really trying to make sure you know the right people are getting the help they need, which is good. But uh, I think people will probably start seeing that fairly soon. That's it's good been to really me. great too. I mean, we feel really good about being involved. Obviously, it's a nice thing to help, but I think they were also overwhelmed by the amount of people that applied for it, but also the amount of donations they got too, which is really nice to, uh, you know, it's just, it's nice to know people are out there trying to do a little bit of good. So a lot of companies got involved, a lot of, you know, individuals started donating too. Uh, so it's really cool, man. I think it's good. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little slightly delayed for a reason, uh, but I know it's, it's coming out very really soon. So everybody just hang on out there, you know. Definitely. That's really cool, man. It's a really cool thing that you're doing. And the snare is beautiful, man. If you guys go to the um, Masters of Maple um, Instagram, you can see pictures of it with the gold hardware, the two tone gold plating or gold gold hardware on there. And it, it's just, it's fire, man. It looks great. Thank you, man. So, Appreciate and, um, so yeah, there's a bunch of videos out there too of Mike Dawson and a bunch of guys playing playing the snare too. There's a video I just put out of me playing the snare as well, and um, so you guys get to um, hear it if you want and see it and um, go get you one. Yeah, no, thank you, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate the support. Of course, man. Thank you for hanging out with us and um, oh, great. hanging for the whole show. That's really cool, and um, yeah, we appreciate it, man. You got to come on more often, dude. Dude, listen, I'm telling you right now. Okay, look. 
this much fame in large doses is not good for anybody. (laughs) Yeah, sure, I could be on every week. I could be your third host. But then (laughs) what's going to happen is that you're going to get too many followers. Yeah, that's the problem. Nobody talks about it, right? Listen, everybody (laughs) wants baller shit. But when it happens to them, they don't know how to handle it. Bill's going to get hooked on smack again. <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, listen, there's just going to be so, like, your Instagram, get ready to throw your phone into the river. Oh, my God. It's going to just get ready to not have a battery in your iPhones. It's going to up so hard, and there's just so much type. Have you ever been Twitter famous, son? <laughs> no. <laughs> Get ready for that. Dude, I'm not even on Twitter half the time. That shit's going to pop up too. And then whatever other one, like Tinder and Grindr, like all your profiles are going to blow up. It's because your boy's in on it. I, just, I don't want to mess up your lives that bad. Okay, you guys have a nice work-life balance, but your boy has one speed. Zero to maniac. You know what I mean? <laughs> Want to go to the top? I'm your guy. I get it. I understand. But there's just gonna be a lot of problems for you guys. I don't think you're. I don't think you have the infrastructure to handle all the fame, and I don't think your banks are set up to get. Personally, <laughs> dude, I sleep with a machete and a bunch of money under my bed. <laughs> dude, that's why this is happening. Like the trash talk. Originally, people gave us so much shit about it. Now, I just like have to make them and give the money away. Guys, yeah. Thing is just not. I'm not kidding, dude. It's just. It's a trapping, you know. Like dude, I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, hey, do you guys, how many Rolexes do you guys have? <laughs> how many, Phil? Yeah, that's the kind of shit you're gonna have to ask yourself. You know, once that's why I don't want to come on the show. It's just gonna mess you guys up. Like, not ready for it. Dude. That's why I gotta give you little nibbles. Okay, yeah, just to keep you excited, interested, keep things in perspective. You yeah, know, I mean, Phil Corey knows this too. Like every time Corey calls me, I can't just pick up, you know, because then that would be predictable. You know? it's like <laughs> that'd be a little bit of danger. <laughs> Actually, people won't be able to see this, but Phil, why don't we do a little game? Okay, pretend you're Corey calling me right now. Okay. Right? Okay. Beep boop beep boop. Ring ring. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's what you gotta do <laughs> guys that's... i don't make the rules on fame and doing dope shit. i just have to i'm a steward okay i'm <laughs> keeping it alive what it is steward. oh my gosh dude this is soon enough guys soon enough <laughs> freaking awesome well, was it every six months i come on a little bit you know I'll... yeah that's, that sounds good that. Yeah, I think <laughs> we definitely have to have you and and Channing on um, again, maybe separately, but yeah, well, maybe I mean, uh, <laughs> I'll listen to Channing talk any day of the week. He's the yeah, best. man, he's <laughs> dope. He's dope. Okay. Um, well, thank you again, man. I appreciate all your support. It's great. Yeah, you. man. Of course, and thank you as well. And um, we'll we'll chat soon. Yeah, sounds good. Hey guys, take it Later. easy. Wash your hands and your. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's good to laugh, Phil. It's good to laugh. It is. Um, I haven't had it. I haven't had an episode this funny in a long time, man. I mean, that was a we're always laugh. We're always laughing on this show, but man, this was this is a good one. 
those two guys, man, Channing Holmes. I did. I didn't, he's so cool and like laid back, you know, it's like, I never thought, I didn't think it was going to be like that. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, that, was, that was hilarious. And then Sahir is always, you never know what you're going to get, man. He's <laughs> freaking so funny, man. Uh, that, that outro part. Oh my gosh. When we were rapping with him, he's just telling us about being famous, <laughs> dude. And then that video game, that video game bit, dude, where they're just chatting, uh, saying that it's like, <laughs> it's like video game combos. That's so perfect. I never thought of it like that, but that is exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, that's exactly what it is, man. Button mashing, trying to get the, the perfect combo. Yeah. Combo, combo, yeah. Combo, combo. Dude. That's gotta be, we got to incorporate that, man. That's, that's genius. It's genius, man. That's like, what a great episode, man. What a great episode it's been. Um, so yeah, once again, guys, like this show is brought to you by, uh, masters of maple today. And, uh, of course, revolution too has her back, but, um, masters of maple has come through for episode 81, um, and 80 for that matter. But, um, that was part of the reason, um, I mean, that's, that's a reason why Sahir came on today to talk about this trash talk snare. Um, it's a really nice snare drum and it's for a good purpose. So if you guys want to get your hands on one, there's still some available. As you heard, it just dropped right now. So by the time you're hearing this, it'll be one day late. So you have a little bit of time to do it, but it goes for a good cause to help musicians like us in need. And, um, it's not like you're just helping the musicians. You're also getting something really nice in return. So, um, super if rare. I can <laughs> yeah super rare and um yeah i think you guys should just jump on this if you got the money do it you won't be disappointed man i love my trash talk snare i love it and it looks so much it looks so good in person it's crazy um but in yeah anyways um so go and do that and thank you thank you to sahir for um coming on and and uh sponsoring the show today that's really cool of him and um you know some, something very cool that we could be a part of. So we, we appreciate that. Thanks to Channing Holmes for coming on and um, just br- bringing the cool factor to our show, man. We've never been this cool, Phil. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so these are real dog. I mean, that's a big stage dude. He didn't even talk about it, but he's he's a big, like top level drummer and um, in everything that he do. We never had somebody come on the show fully decked out in a suit. No. <laughs> So very cool. Thank you guys. Thank you to those guys for coming on. Um, this is episode 81. I'm Corey Kingston, funky Phil Pardell. And, um, thank you, Phil, for producing this and putting it together. Of course. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and being a part of the brigade. Yeah. We're coming at you next week with another episode. Oh boy. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.